Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll see how this goes. We have a two-month-old baby up here. Her name is Aria. And we get to watch how Landon handles this. No pressure. I tried to keep her asleep for him, but they do what they want at this age, you know? Anyways, okay. So I had two words I wanted to give before I jump into the message. And um, I just wanted, if this is you, just receive it. You don't have to put your hand up. I felt like I'm going to call you out without calling you out. Does that make sense? So this is anonymous, but it'll be specific if it's you. So two words. One, um, I feel like there's a woman in here who is like a modern-day women's lib rights activist. I had to get those words all out. And so if that's someone who you feel like you are, I have this word for you. I feel like God wants you to go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning, whatever that means to you. Go back to the beginning in Genesis. Go back to the beginning in history. But I feel like um, there's a big call in your life, like a Susan B. Anthony or a Jane Addams, like way back, made a lot of difference for the world, for women, okay? That sound good? So I just bless you with that word, and if you're listening to this and you're not here, that can be for you too. And then the other word is for, um, I felt like there was someone from Mississippi who struggles with depression, and whether you are on medication for it or not, I feel like God wants you to know um, he wants to restore your hope. Wherever you are in your journey, whether you're on medication, not on medication, he wanted you to have restored hope and a new, um, I feel like he's going to give you a new perspective, which is going to actually propel you into having a restored hope and new hope. Um, yeah, and I feel like there had been a, a great loss in your life. That kind of was the where the door to depression got opened in your life. And um, God wants to walk you through closing that door and healing that pain. That sound good? You guys can just agree with me. I bless those people. And I just say depression stops here in Jesus' name. It is covered with the blood. And it cannot steal any more of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. I like starting with prophetic because sometimes I forget by the end. I was on my way here, and I heard those things in my head, and I didn't think much of it. And then I was like, wait, I get to talk tonight. I'm going to hold the microphone. I'll get to give those words. Um, well, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for coming on Mother's Day. I hope you got lots of treats. I got lots of treats. My wonderful husband took our girls out, and I stayed home with our newborn. And they came home with sugary treats and coffee and a green smoothie, just the whole spectrum. Sugar, coffee, and a green smoothie. So I feel really good about myself. I got to enjoy it. I got to wake up, and then I got to get healthy all at once. Nobody else? Yeah, I love it. Um, that's got to be the funniest text. Could you get me a donut, coffee, and a green smoothie? No? I think it is. Um, so I hope you got treats today. I hope you're going to get treats when you leave. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about the Holy Spirit today. I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to bridge that into women and our identity. All right? So, men, this isn't all about women, but it is an insight into how you can connect and encourage and build up the women in your life. And maybe you can just stand by them and know who they are a little better after today. Sound good? All right, I'm going to pray. 
Holy Spirit, we love you. We are so excited to spend this time talking about who you are. So excited to learn more about you. I just ask that you would come and do what you do. Bring your truth and revelation to us so that we can know you more. Um, yeah, and I just invite, I invite you to come into the room and take up space. We just say you are welcome here. You're welcome in our hearts. Yeah, I bless those who have not welcomed you to be awakened today. In Jesus' name, I just speak to your spirit and I say, wake up, wake up, wake up in Jesus' name. All right, amen. Um, so the Holy Spirit, big confusing topic, right? Sometimes you hear about the Holy Spirit, you're like, I'm not sure what that is. Or you hear about the Holy Spirit and you're like, please don't do that to me, Holy Spirit. Like, right? When I first heard about it, I was like, you're going to like fall out and shake like uncontrollably. I don't know if I want that. You're like more God, but not that. Anybody ever pray that? And you're like, please God touch me. I don't want to be touched like that though. That looks a little humiliating. That was, that was me. So I grew up in like very soft Christian home, went to Lutheran church some Sundays with my grandpa and mom. Um, we didn't have a Bible read in the house. We didn't know, I'd never seen worship before. I definitely didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. I, when I remember praying as a kid, it was like God. And then as I got a little older, I would pray and I would say Jesus and then like Lord this is my vocabulary. I didn't really know who I was talking to. I didn't really understand, but I could feel it. I could feel, I could feel conviction. I could feel truth. I didn't really have an understanding for it until I got to college, and then I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. It's going to like make me crazy, and I got to know, is this God? Is this me? Am I crazy? And I read the Bible, and I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. You should pick it up. A lot of sense, and so I read about it, and I was like, okay, so we have the Trinity, we have Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, I got it, like, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I'm still really confused. I can understand, like, God the Father, it's like a father, like a man. Jesus, he was on earth in human form. I can, like, relate to him. He's like a person. Holy Spirit is like a cloud in the sky and a dove descending on Jesus and feelings and manifestations and just, like, weird, right? Like, that was my introduction to the Holy Spirit. I was like, I'm reading about it. I'm trying to figure out who you are, but it all looks weird. Um, and I really fought to not put it in a box, put Holy Spirit in a box and like lock it up and like, I want you, but I don't want you. You look interesting, but you're confusing me. My mind can't understand you and you're pretty weird. And so it's true. It's true. And, and I, so I like, I was like, do I even need the Holy Spirit? Like, what is this? And I read this scripture and this scripture was like my why for going down this mysterious path of figuring out how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And um, it's John 14. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures from John 14 and 16. It says this, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I said to you. So I was like, okay, so I, I probably need the Holy Spirit will teach me all things and will remind me of everything that Jesus said. Like, okay, good. That's motivation right there. And it goes on to say, and I will ask Father, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And it skips down and says, but you will know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I'm like, okay, now it's like he's with me and in me. 
did I invite him in me? Is he in me? How do I get him in me? I don't feel it. Do I feel it? Right? We have all these questions trying to do this dance of like, who is the Holy Spirit? But I'm lining up my facts and I'm trying to figure out like why to pursue this relationship. So John 16 says this, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus talking. So Jesus is saying this, like picture he's talking to you. It's for your advantage that I leave. So this is Jesus in human form, flesh on earth. That's what I'd really like, actually. Like, I would love Jesus in the flesh. But he says, it's better that I leave. It's for your advantage that I leave and I go away. Because if I did not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I do go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you. And he will be in close fellowship with you. But when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all truth, and he will glorify me. That's what Jesus said. So I was like, all right, I'm starting to get it. Like, this is important. Um, I'm, I'm willing to push through all the weirdness and figure out who the Holy Spirit is. But this is the thing that really got me. Can you guys take a little more scripture? I needed a lot of scripture figuring out who the Holy Spirit was because it's, right, like the cloud, the dove, the feelings. I needed something cement. So this is, this is what really got me. This is in Luke twenty two sixty nine. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. So Jesus says, I came from the Father and entered the world, and now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. So when I read this, I was like, oh, okay, so God the Father is in heaven, seated at his right hand is Jesus, down here on earth where I am is the Holy Spirit, on earth and in me. Okay, I really want to be talking to that part of God because he's like here. Does this make sense to anybody else? When you have that revelation, like Jesus, is, Jesus isn't on the, I mean, I thought he was with me. He's on earth. He's in heaven. He'll never leave me or forsake me. But when I read this, it says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places and the Holy Spirit is here with us. Seated at the right hand is Jesus, and on earth is the Holy Spirit. So if that made it for you, I'm really excited, but that did it for me, and I was like, okay, I'll go down this journey. I'll figure out who the Holy Spirit is. It was difficult. I saw manifestations that I never experienced on other people. I was like, why is that not happening to me? Anybody in here, right? Comparison. They're, they're experiencing this. I'm not. Do I have the Holy Spirit? They speak in tongues. I don't speak in tongues. How did that happen to them? Did it happen to me? The Holy Spirit doesn't mind all that weirdness, and the Holy Spirit doesn't mind all the confusion and questions. But we do have to go to the Holy Spirit with all those questions. So, hang on. So the Holy Spirit, we have Holy Spirit, Father God, and Jesus, the whole Trinity. And the reason that he does this is because he so desires for us to have an accurate representation of who he is. He gives himself to us in these three manifestations, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father, because he's trying to meet with us. He didn't just come in one form and be like, this is it. He's like, here, take this channel, take this channel, take this channel, and then I'll give you an earthly family so that you can know how my Trinity family works. And he gives us a father and a mother and siblings and friends. And if you haven't heard the parallels before, God the Father often parallels your earthly father, Holy Spirit often parallels your mother or motherly figures, and Jesus often parallels your friends and your siblings. 
That's not a blanket statement. There's just a lot of parallels there. And he does that not to torture us, although sometimes it can feel like torture to undo the hurts and the lies that we have experienced on earth and then put on the Trinity, right? Sometimes we do that and we're like, why can't I draw close to you, Holy Spirit? Why can't I receive your comfort? It's not the Holy Spirit's fault. It's that we have probably got some unforgiveness with a motherly figure in our life, right? Why do we have a hard time believing that God the Father is good, loving, and kind and not a punisher? We probably haven't experienced that on earth with a fatherly figure. We probably have some unforgiveness towards a man in our life who has hurt us, and we haven't walked through that forgiveness so that we can actually see God properly. But God's okay with that. He wants to walk through it with us because he knows that with the questions, we'll find out who he is, and we will continue to get a more accurate expression of who God is. Um, so just some basic things about the Holy Spirit, just scriptural things I'm going to go through. The way that Holy Spirit might communicate with you, it's good to just go over. You could be a feeler, a seer, a hearer, a knower. Knower is like gut intuition. You just are like, I don't know why, but I know we're supposed to go this direction. That's a knower. And Holy Spirit often talks to you in one of those pathways and starts to develop your maturity and can speak to you in all those pathways and more. But it's good to know, like, am I a feeler? Am I a knower? Am I a seer? Am I a hearer? Which way is God talking to me right now? Because I want to respond to it. And then when you figure that out, ask for more. If you're a seer, ask for him to speak to you so you hear him. If you're a hearer, ask to see and feel and know. It's all available. But it's important to learn so that you can develop a good relationship communicating with the Holy Spirit. That's the goal, to like expand and develop bringing Holy Spirit into every part of our life because that's how we're going to get to know him. That's how we get to know anybody is by communicating with them, right? If you have a bad relationship in your life, are you communicating? And if you're communicating, are you like clearly communicating? So it's Mother's Day. Whether you're communicating or not communicating, it's a good opportunity to love on the women in your life. Just saying. Text, phone call, anything. Little plug. Okay. So Holy Spirit comes with fruit and gifts. People have probably heard of these things, right? It's quiet. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. So I got a list of spiritual gifts that I wrote down out of the Bible. They're, they're listed in multiple places, but I wrote down, it's a long list, so listen. Spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy. This one's interesting. Administration. Apostle, evangelist, pastor, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Did you guys know that's in the Bible? Words of wisdom, words of knowledge. I was excited when I read that, like, oh, okay. Faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So when I read this, like when I first read the Bible in college, and I read these things in it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I've had an appetite for like to be a superhero. I grew up with two brothers, so I watched a lot of X-Men whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> I still like X-Men today. I'm like, can we watch it, Landon? Um, <laughs> but we, we do as kids, all kids mostly, want to be superheroes, and they truly believe they can. And this is an appetite that is put in us from God because that list is supernatural stuff. We're made to do that stuff and that to be normal. So we, 
that will remain in us until someone tells us we can't or it's impossible enough. So if that's died off in you, you got to spend time looking in the mirror and you got to say, nothing's impossible, I can, and read that list over yourself. We are supposed to be full of these spiritual gifts, active in all of these gifts. These are for today. These are not just for the old days. These are for today. It's the same Holy Spirit today than in the Bible. It's still available. Just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not available. All right, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has all these wonderful fruits, attributes. These are like things evident. If you are spending time in relationship with the Holy Spirit, these are going to be on you and coming out of you. In a community, you should see these if the Holy Spirit is welcome to be the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all available at any moment when you want them or need them or notice you're lacking in them. That is available if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is the literal fruit of your life that is in relationship with the Holy Spirit. It can't not get on you and in you if you are spending time with the Holy Spirit. I can look at my own life, and when I'm not spending time with the Holy Spirit as much as I should, I know those are, like, really low. And I know immediately I need to go get with the Holy Spirit. I need to spend some time there because I need some of that fruit in my life. I need patience. I need self-control. I need love. I need joy. And I just love that when we hang out with him, his fruit gets on us and in us. Isn't that so good? It's just free. This is all free. He gives all of this freely to us if we just respond to his invitation. Isn't that so good? Our God is so kind. Our God is so kind. Holy Spirit is advocate, helper. He is forever truth, wisdom, counselor, all-knowing teacher, guide, and the list just goes on and on and on because the Holy Spirit is everything. He's everything that the Father has, the Holy Spirit has. Everything Jesus has, the Holy Spirit has, and the Holy Spirit is in us and on earth with us. The Trinity is made of the same essence. They're the same stuff in all of them. In kids' church, we describe it like an apple. The Trinity is like an apple. The skin, the flesh, the seeds, it's all still an apple. No matter what part of it you're having, you're still having the apple right? Isn't it fun to hear the kid principles? You're like, oh, why doesn't everybody talk like that? The apple, I, for the first time, understand the Trinity. It's good. So it's so important to understand all those parts of God are in all of them and available to all of us. So I want to get into women here because I see a lot of parallels between the Holy Spirit and women. And one of the one of the clearest, I think, is in the beginning, back in the beginning, in Genesis, when God created everything, and he made Adam, and he was like, it's not good. He needs someone. And what did he say? He needs a helper. I made a helper for him. And often what we do is we've got God up here, and we have man here, and then we're like, oh, and then there's the helper, with the women. And what we do is we actually mess up God's design because that's not what God said. So in the Bible, helper is used three times to describe a woman and 15 times to describe God. So God's definitely not down here under Adam when he's called the helper. So why do we put ourselves down there? Or why do you put women down there, men, if you do? So we have to understand helper is good. It is a quality of God. It is not a lesser. It is a privilege and a gift. The helper. So in Genesis, it says this. In Genesis 126, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule 
over all creation. So it says mankind. That includes men and women. And in case you didn't believe it, the next verse says, male and female, he created them. Read that again. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. That's God talking. Let them rule over all creation. Male and female, he created them. So that means in God is both male and female. Because male and female, he created in his likeness. I like that got to go back to the beginning and figure out the original design sometimes. So God put Adam to sleep and he took a bone from his side and put it into Eve for her to stand alongside him, not under him. Her rightful place is next to him. And he said for them to rule over all creation, them to rule over all creation. That means in the Garden of Eden, it was Adam and Eve ruling over all creation. And the devil knew this. When he came to Eve, he could only come to her if he knew she had access to the garden. If, he, if she didn't have authority, there was no reason to talk to her. If she was under Adam, he wouldn't be listening to her. I love it. So our rightful place as women is to be alongside man. And when the devil came and he he got Eve's attention and he deceived her, this is what the father did. This is so beautiful. This is how I see it in my head. If you don't, I'm sorry, but you can come in. I see God the father with his arm around Eve, and he's, he's got this arm holding Eve, and he's got his hand out, and he's like, serpent, when you deceived Eve, this is what's going to happen now. You are going to crawl on the ground, and you are going to eat dust all of your all of your life. And I'm going to put hostility between this woman and your seed and her seed. And this is, do you hear this? This isn't a curse over the woman. This part is not a curse over the woman. This is her identity and her authority. This is her purpose. This is what you're to do, Eve. You are to eternally hate the devil. I'm putting it in your DNA that all women will war against the devil. You ever see a team of the intercessors? They're usually all women. It is in women to war against the devil and to defeat him because this is what the next verse is. If this doesn't get you excited or wake you up, then we'll pray for you at the end. But let me find it. Okay, so I will put hostility between you and the woman. This is God speaking to the serpent. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between her offspring and yours. He will crush your head and you will will bruise his heel. So you have to think of it like this. Her seed, the e- the seed of Eve, is going to crush his head. Imagine with his foot, and when he does, all that will happen is his heel will get bruised. Right? Some of us make the devil bigger than he is. I'll say it again. I will put hostility between you and the woman, between her seed and your seed. And she, wait, hold on. And he will crush your head he, the seed of Eve, will crush your head, Satan, and all you will be able to do is bruise his heel when he crushes you. Isn't that good? So women, that is what we are to do. We are to train up and teach and raise up the next generation to know how to use the word of God to defeat the devil. We are to train up and teach all those around us who God really is. It's in us 
this is, it's like a secret weapon God put in woman. He was like, this is my daughter Eve, and I'm not going to let her go through this. I'm not going to let her go unnoticed. I'm going to put something in her that will redeem her forever. And he gave that to women. He put it in our DNA to hate the devil. So as women, we, we get to maintain culture. We get to maintain atmospheres by what we do, by what we talk about. We are the culture keepers. And it's so important how we use that gift and how we uh, steward the world around us by our words and our actions. And it comes from knowing that we are alongside man, co-heirs, co-rulers, and we are to train up and teach those around us the word of God. There's this great um, story that Lisa Bevere shares, and it has to do with the war in Afghanistan. And what she learned was that they... In the war in Afghanistan, they learned we, without women on the ground, women soldiers on the ground, we will not be able to win the war because the women in Afghanistan cannot communicate with men that are not local. And they cannot, the, the soldiers cannot influence the women if they can't speak to them. And they said those women there are the ones who keep the culture. And if we can't influence the women, we can't influence the culture and we'll never win the war in Afghanistan. Isn't that crazy? Women are the culture keepers. We are to keep our home. We're to keep our family. We're to maintain that culture and that atmosphere. And men, you're in love with God's daughter. So you've got to treat her really, really well. Amen? All right. So the goal is open up communication with the Holy Spirit. Bring Holy Spirit into everything. Um, women, keep the culture. Keep it positive. Keep it godly. Know your authority. Know your power. Use your voice for good and to tear down strongholds. This is something I've been seeing recently, and I think that it can cause a, lo- a lot of confusion. I've just been seeing it on social media recently, um, uh, quite often, and I'll see these great, beautiful quotes, but what I hear when I read these quotes, it's all about the empowerment of women, but if we're looking at men to empower us, we're already under the lie because they don't hold the power. Our power comes from God. And if we're waiting for men to empower us women, we're already believing the lie, and we're already taking ourselves from the place where we're supposed to be alongside them and putting ourselves down below them. Because we're looking at them for the power. And they don't have the power that we're supposed to carry. They're supposed to give us space, but they don't have our power. Our power and our authority comes from God. So men... Make space for the women in your lives. Encourage them. Encourage them to find their voice. Encourage them to have space. And honor them for the likeness of God that's in her. The likeness of God is in the women in your life. And you can learn more of who God is by learning more about the women in your life. Amen. All right, you guys want to stand up? We're going to pray. If you're next to a woman, just put your hand on their shoulder. And I only want you praying for these women now if you really believe that they are powerful and that God has great plans for them. Jesus came to set the captives free, and he came to set the oppressed free. And if you read through the New Testament, everything Jesus did, he was constantly freeing the oppressed women. He was constantly going against culture standards that oppressed the women, and he was freeing them and liberating them.
it is the most beautiful thing to read through the New Testament with that perspective. So yeah, God, we just bless the women in here. We just ask for protection over them as they step out and use their voice. We just um, we speak to their soul to rise up. We speak to their spirit to rise up. We speak to them to know their identity, that it's alongside man, and that you have great things for them. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would encounter every person in this room, empower them, instruct them. God, we just thank you for the differences of women, the differences of mothers in here, whether you're creative or organized. God loves how you are, and be you, be fully you. Yeah, just bless, bless our hearts to be open, expand our awareness, Holy Spirit. Help us to just engage with you in every aspect of our life. Help us to bring you in into every aspect. Help us to accurately see who you are, God. Yeah, and if... Um, if when I said anything about unforgiveness, if that was you, I want you to come up for prayer. If, you, if you're like, man, I did not realize I have bitterness or unforgiveness towards someone in my life, I want you to come up for prayer. And if you have not felt like you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, whether you've said yes to Jesus or not, and you feel like you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you want more, come up for a prayer from the prayer team. And the last thing is, is if you've not yet said yes to Jesus, this is a great day to do it. You can come up, and we'd love to pray over you. Amen.